Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we help you discover innovative startups in the outdoor sport industry. Join us as we tell the story of brands who are paving the way for the future of outdoor sports. And here's your host, Josh Salvo. Hey, Ready Eddy Podcast listeners. Do you love skiing, snowboarding, climbing, hiking, camping, surfing, kayaking, or mountain biking? know that there are thousands of new outdoor sports startups launching each year with incredible stories and products that are revolutionizing the sports. At Ready Yeti, we are a community of outdoor sport enthusiasts that love discovering new brands and supporting the ones that make innovative, quality products and that have a drive to give back. At ReadyYeti.com, we give away products every two weeks from your soon-to-be favorite outdoor sports startups. Check out ReadyYeti.com and become a part of our daily growing outdoor sports community and be among the first to discover tomorrow's outdoor sport brands. What is going on, Ready Yeti Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. And on today's episode, I've got a pretty unique guest with me, the founder of Hidden Collective. If you're not familiar with Hidden Collective, they're actually very similar to Red Yeti in uh, the mission of helping outdoor startups and makers really showcase their craftsmanship, the quality of their product, and their story so that when you're purchasing gear, you really uh, are buying from brands and makers that align with your personal values. And uh, that's, that's exactly what Hidden Collective is about. They've got over 70 makers on board with their site. They started about the same time that we did. And um, with that, uh, Tyler Matsky is the co-founder. I want to thank you so much, uh, Ty, for taking the time to chat with me. Hey, thank you for the opportunity, Josh. It's a pleasure. Without a doubt. So right off the bat, for the listener that may not be familiar with Hidden Collective, um, I gave a, a quick little overview, but in your own words, how would you describe what Hidden Collective is to someone who's never heard of you guys before well excellent question i would say one of the best things we've ever been called is the farm stand of the outdoor sports so (laughs) our mission at hidden collective is really to showcase some of the smaller brands and craftsmen in the outdoor industry allow them to tell their voice and and give the opportunity to the customer to base their decision not just on what's the on the major market shelves but uh who's behind the product and uh support the small guy that's so awesome. So how'd you come up with the idea? Where did, where did this all get started? I know you're originally from the Northeast, but I'd love to hear sort of the the story behind the creation of Hidden Collective. Absolutely. Um, you know, I spent some years in major retail um, and, uh, you know, enjoyed being in the outdoor industry. I've always been very active, first of all, and, and just being outside is my passion. Um, and one of those sports is surfing that I absolutely love. And I always appreciated buying handmade surfboards and connecting to uh, the shaper that I was purchasing from. And it kind of dawned on me as I was working in this major retail shelf, why is everything made in China when all these, there's so much pride and joy when you connect to what you buy. And so it sent me on a mission of seeing how many things I could find that were handmade out in different various sports. And that's kind of how the the Hidden Collective uh, started. It was just a personal mission to start connecting to what I purchased in the outdoor industry and then realized, huh, I think a lot of people would like to connect to more what they're buying. And why is this, why is major retail uh, hiding this from us? And and how can I make this work? Yeah, no, for sure. So how exactly do you guys do that? How do you help people... Uh, connect with these makers and 
how do you help them learn about their stories and what makes them unique and how they sort of stand out? Well, first, it's my job to go through the as sadly I spend way too much time on the computer these days <laughs> yeah, trying to too. search <laughs> trying to search for obscure brands that I've just never heard of and uh, makers in in various sports in the outdoor industry. Um, and my whole theory behind Hidden Collective is not just a marketplace. I really believe that we're a community. We're a community for all like-minded brands and makers, as well as a community for consumers that are, are really focused on that um, and want to bring you know more attention to that in their life. Um, so what we do is we reach out to makers as we find them. And uh, we make sure they know they have the opportunity to tell their story. Every single uh, brand on our page, they don't just get uh, a spot to put their bag or their, or their uh, you know, surfboard or their snowboard or their skis or their poles. They get an opportunity to give a reflection of themselves to the customer. Um, and that's really our first and foremost goal with Hidden Collective is making sure that we tell the story behind each maker again so that the consumer can base their decisions not just on what the product looked like, but who's behind it and what they maybe personally stand by and want to connect to. Of course, of course. So you guys have been live for about a year now, but you've obviously been working on this longer than that. Um, what has been the, um, the process of going from where the, you had the original idea, because you're, you're the founder, you came yep. up with the idea. How, how has that journey gone from that inception to where it is now? What's changed along the way? Well, it's funny. I actually think I've pretty much stayed true to what I wanted to do in the beginning. Um, we don't really ask a large uh, margin from our makers, and that's something that I really had to, to sell to people at first because I really wanted this community, again, to be true. And I knew that the makers that I wanted to work for were going to be focused on quality and not quantity, and that means that their margins were going to be smaller. Um, so it was really the hardest part of getting Hidden Collective uh, going was, first of all, it's always the first jump, right? I mean, starting any sort of entrepreneurial new ideas, it's just kind of putting your first foot st uh, step forward uh, and uh, just taking the taking the good faith of saying, I think this is going to work. So that was the first thing. But then really what I would say was uh, the strong part for me in particular as the founders, finding partners that would help me achieve my goal. I'm not an internet guy. I'm a surfer. I'm a snowboarder. I want to be outside rock climbing. So to find people that saw my vision, uh, both on a creative level and kind of on a moral level, uh, once I found those guys, we kind of hit the ground running and we've been, and I've got an amazing team for other people with me that really kind of helped me execute on my vision. That's really awesome. So you, you mentioned your team, there's five of you total. What is yeah. that dynamic like? Do you guys work together in an office? Do you work remotely? How, how does the daily operation um, function for you guys? Well, like you said, we are still new, so a lot of them are part-time. I just barely am going full, just went full-time myself. Um, we kind of split up tasks. Um, I really believe in forming a team uh, that uh, helps you work on your weaknesses. So um, a lot of the guys that I work with, um, two of my members, uh, Nate uh, Kirshner and, and Connor McGurn, those guys are really the behind the, the nuts and bolts of it in terms of uh, our working internet site. They really make it work um, and are behind a lot of the imagery uh, and then I have a great partner, Todd Boucher and David Glacier, and they're really, uh, they're my 
my backbone in terms of our business and, and making sure we scale to size and they keep me in line. I'm, I'm like a dory. I'll, I'll, I'll swim off to the side if I don't have someone keeping me in line. So uh, those guys are my bodyguards and make sure I'm getting pushed in the right direction. That's really awesome. So how did you meet these guys? Are they friends? Did you grow up with them? Yeah, it's kind of a various, actually. It's a, it's kind of a, a mixed bag, as you'd say. Um, Nate uh, Kirshner, who's really, uh, me and him are probably the most closely behind the foundation and artistic direction of Hidden Collective. Well, we used to be big-time climbing buddies. We've gone on more road trips. In fact, we had girlfriends break up with us because we, we were just rock climbing too much and uh, backcountry skiing all the time. And so <laughs> me and him would always dream about starting a business, and then... Uh, his background is graphic design, and uh, so when I came up with the idea, he was one of the first people I called. He does live out now in Jackson Hole, so uh, we don't get to work uh, together every day, but we're always on the phone together and, and keep really close communication. Um, so he was uh, one of the first people I reached to, and then um, my cousin, uh, Connor McGurn, again, he's also uh, just so happened, hadn't seen him in years, one of those cousins you don't see all the time, and sat down and, and uh, he was just graduating college with a, a, a programming background. And I was like, well, that's kind of funny because I'm kind of thinking about starting this, uh, you know, hidden collective idea. And he's also, uh, you know, being an outdoor guy, loved the idea and knew that it was a great experience for him and jumped right on board and has been a huge asset ever since. Uh, which was amazing. And then uh, the other, the last two, David and, and Todd, uh, it just so happens I went to high school with Dave and we used to play racquetball when I moved back to New Hampshire out of my, after my years out West and met for a game of racquetball. And he asked me what was new and kind of, again, just was like, well, I just kind of started this LLC. At that point, I just barely started the business and registered the name and didn't even know where I was going to take it. And and told him about it. And he's like, you know what? I really like that. And next thing I know, the next day, he introduces me to Todd, who's just this amazing businessman, entrepreneur, just all around solid guy. And uh, we just kind of bonded right there. And, and we just kind of took the ball and ran with it. That's really awesome. So taking networking to the next level, I think uh, yeah. <laughs> building a strong team, I think is one of the most important things. Like I wouldn't be able to do any of this without Drew or Matt, uh, my partners. Um, and like you're saying, like, they, your partners keep you in line. Mine do the same thing. Like <laughs> straying yeah. off to the side, like shiny object or whatever. Mm. Um, it's nice to have a, a you team. <laughs> you said it. It's absolutely true. Well, you get so bogged down with so many things that you want to do with, you know, these ideas. And um, it's so easy to get off path and, and get on a tangent that maybe it isn't necessarily uh, the best at that time and that place uh, to be on. So it is really good to have a team that, that pick up your weaknesses and, and, and uh, build on your strengths. Oh, without, without a doubt. So you guys have been around for a year. You work with 70-plus makers. Obviously, mm -hmm. the, the focus of your site of Hidden Collective is showcasing the maker that people may not be aware exist and showcasing their quality and sharing their story. But what's something that um, might be that, that's unique that also differentiates you that isn't as apparent in regards to maybe you, your team, or Hidden Collective in general? Well, there's a, I guess I, I could go nuts on that because I feel like we are trying to do something different in the outdoor world. Um, but I think the next phase of Hidden Collective and where I'm really excited to take it is 
building off our relationships. Again, I, I don't think of just 70 brands. I think I'm almost 70 friends. I mean, obviously, you know, you, these people have put trust in me um, at, at a stage in my business where I was nothing. I was, you know, and they were nice enough to see uh, what I wanted to do and the potential in it and put a lot of faith in, in me. So I consider them friends and I owe each and every one of those brands um, a, a deep level of gratitude that I probably won't ever be able to express to them or at least all of them because they're all around the country. Um, but if I could, I'd hug every one of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think what we're really trying to do, again, what I feel it makes us unique is the community that we're trying to really build around it. Small margins and just coming together to work with each other. You know, it's great to have a unique idea, but if you, I think there's so much to be said with banding together brothers and sisters and showing the world that not only is it one, but there's so many more. Because um, otherwise, I think these the smaller brands and craftsmen can get lost in the shuffle. Um, the other exciting thing that I look forward to uh, with Hidden Collective's growth is that we've gotten the opportunity with our friends and makers um, to do some exclusive line. So you'll be if you keep your eyes on the site, please do. You'll see a HC exclusive uh, as part of our page where we're working with a handful of our makers to do things that are exclusively unique to Hidden Collective. You're not going to find them on any other site, including those maker sites. They're going to be made in limited number. Um, and it's just really cool opportunity for people to buy unique gear and still support small and uh, keep that rad flavor, you know? Oh, definitely, definitely. So. Along this journey, have you had any mentors that have helped you get to where you are now? You know, so I have had, um, let me start that over. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Yes, I have. Uh, one in a couple in particular. Um, as I said, I used to work in major retail uh, with a company named Eastern Mountain Sports. For those who are on the East Coast, I'm EMS. sure you're aware of that brand. <laughs> yeah, EMS. So. When I had my years uh, working for EMS, I had uh, amazing opportunities given to me with working at the corporate office and some of the guys there. We all became surfing buddies. And um, Pete Kearns, Paul Leonard, and uh, as I call them, B-Boss, Brandon Kroger, those three guys have been majorly influential in my personal growth, um, but but even more in the uh, confidence that they, they gave me in moving forward with Hidden Collective, and I owe them a large, amount, uh, a large amount of gratitude and to them as well for putting faith in me and pushing me to do this idea and uh, all their kind of um, expertise in the outdoor industry has been also just a huge help with getting Hidden Collective off the ground. That's awesome. So what, what are some of uh, something specific that you say would be one of the biggest takeaways from working with at EMS and with them? Um, you know, the biggest takeaways is just how fun the outdoor industry is. Uh, I mean, that is probably the number one reason why I was willing to put the, you know, leap forward and, and dive into the deep end is they're such good people. Um, and they made me realize that, you know, just, Work can be fun, and if you do something you love, uh, you put a, you have a smile on your face every day, and it's a way you can be creative. And I just they just uh, yeah, I think that's the biggest thing I would say. Working for EMS is they just made work fun, and they made the outdoor industry not feel like a job. 
It was yeah. people that were like-minded. Um, it was creative. It was, it's not just, it's not just in my opinion, sports, it's the culture around sports. It's the outdoor lifestyle. It's the music. It's sitting around a campfire. It's drinking the beer and the whiskey and the wine and the hugging it out and the conquering the mountains. And it's just everything around it that they brought so much joy to that really was such an encourager for me to move forward with, with this project. That's awesome. I, I couldn't agree more. It, the idea of being able to build a business in the outdoor industry like you for me is like the most exciting part because it, it, it's, it's a close-knit community. You can do anything you want. The idea of being able to travel and ski and climb and do all of these things with the people that we work with, is, oh, it's, it's really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rewarding. It certainly is rewarding. And there's a lot of work to get there, but it's totally, it makes it even more. It's like a hard climb, you know, and see like when you get to the top, you might be suffering the whole time, but when you get <laughs> to the top, it's like that much more fun. And I think that is part of the joy of working in this community. It's a pretty awesome thing. Oh, definitely. But you're right. There is definitely a struggle involved. <laughs> mm -hmm. Especially with uh, what Ready Yeti's doing. I want to say uh, kudos to you guys. Uh, we do have very similar uh, missions in, in uh, bringing to light, uh, you know, the, the smaller brands and craftsmen in the industry and, and just kind of showcasing people that they don't need to always support major retail shelves. So there's, there's a lot more options out there. And I really appreciate you guys giving me a voice as well as them a voice in, in that mission. So thank you again, Josh and, and Ready Yeti. Oh, of course. And we're just stoked that there's other people out there doing this. Mm. Um, you know, like when we first, when I first stumbled across you, I, my first thought wasn't, oh crap, there's someone doing the same thing. It was just like, awesome. There are other people who also give a shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And we better go skiing, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I want that on. I want that in the, this podcast that me and Josh are going skiing before the winter <laughs> ends here on the East Coast, which is pretty soon if we don't hurry. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. We will make it happen. All right. All right. <laughs> so, what would you say? And obviously, a lot of the makers that you work with um, follow these lines. But do you have, I guess, a, a rubric um, for when you bring on a new maker? Maker. Um, to make sure that they align with um, your values and the, and the values of the community in the sense of like sustainability. Um, you know, this is where I do waver in one regard. So I maybe have um, a set of values um, that are very important to me, but I also feel it is necessary to tell everyone's story. So my big protocol with finding a brand is because I've been in the industry enough and seen enough that it's got to be something that's unique. It's got to be something I haven't heard of. And it's got to be, uh, you know, it's got to be quality and something that excites me. I don't want to see it in Walmart and I don't want to see it at REI. And if it's there, then it doesn't need to be at hidden collective. It's already being told. But what is important to me is different than what's going to be important to you. So what I believe the mission, the, the real goal and mission at Hidden Collective is, is tell that story and let the customer base that decision on what they believe in. So right. I definitely have my things that get me excited. I love to see American made. Uh, I love to see, you know, sustainable, anything, anyone using recycled materials, handmade, made to order, though, all those things really get me excited. But really what gets me more excited in terms of the Hidden Collective is, again, letting the customer make that decision based off the story and not restricting them 
just because of margins or anything like that. Let the customer decide. It's all going to be there. If you really want to read between the lines and if, you know, sustainable or vegan friendly is important to you, then I want that to be right there for it to stand out and for you to base your decision on that. But if that's not important to you and you're just out for a backpack, well, then I want those makers to be there too. And I want you to read their story and see who you identify with. And I don't want to necessarily make that decision for you. I want Hidden Collective to be the collective voice for all of the people that you don't get to find. And then again, let the consumer really base their decision off what's important to them. That's a great point. I think uh, I want to point out that um, for each of the makers that you guys have, you have badges that show... um, how best ways to sort of describe them like made in the USA sustainably made all that kind of stuff which I think is a nice little like scrolling through a page you can see it really quick okay this is sort of the snapshot about this brand which I think is a, is a great value add yeah thank you I mean as I'm sure you guys are in the same case we're improving as we go we're still a young company we're bootstrap funded we're not you know, we don't have corporate dollars behind us. Um, so things are slow and steady, but those badges are something that I've had in my mind from the beginning. I kind of kind of like compare it to either like a cereal box or a baseball card where I really believe that people want to know like a couple fundamental things. And, and that's really where I came up with those badge ideas and my partners have helped me expand it. And hopefully we'll, we'll come up with more that are fitting. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to just have some standout things like USA made, you know, recycled, give back. You want to know if you want to support companies that give money back to organizations, well, that's going to be right there in those badges. It's going to just limit your time that you have to read everyone's story. Um, but the story's there too. So, you know, once you go through all your sustainable companies, you can, you know, all right, I see the badge. Now I want to read a little bit more about them. It's going to be there for you. Yeah, no, I, that's that's such a good point, and I think uh, it's so valuable to just the user and being able to fully comprehend and get the full story behind the brand. Um, yeah. What would you say are, are some of the biggest success stories or things that you're most proud of that have happened so far as a result of uh, building Hidden Collective? Wow. You know, I'm sure you're the same way as the founder and I know you have co-founders and stuff as well as I, but, you know, as the major founder for Hidden Collective, it's really hard to settle on success, to be totally honest, because I feel like I want to do so much more. But there has been some major achievements uh, to me personally that have really, the fact that I have 70 brands within a year, to me speaks that I'm on to the culture that I love. And that really is humbling and so positive. I'm so proud that I've gotten 70 people to have faith in me. You know, as a surfer, I have to say, having Jerry Lopez, for those out there who are surfers and know who Jerry Lopez is, most people do, that was a pretty big deal. (laughs) (laughs) He's not exactly a small guy. And the fact that he saw what we were doing and you know, saw it as a valuable thing for the outdoor industry and thought it was a great mission. And even though I only put up one board, I couldn't be more happy to have a legend like that in the sport, understand my my vision and, and want to be part of it. I mean, that's like so humbling. If nothing else happens with the Hidden Collective, I, I'll, I'll go to sleep happy knowing that I at least impressed Jerry Lopez, one of my you know all-time legends in my mind. So uh, that's definitely right up there. And 
And then in, be, in between, uh, on a business side of things, which, you know, I never got into this thinking about it business-wise. It was more of a cultural push. That's why those are more of my highlights. But as on a business side and as I've grown this and realized that, wow, I've created this business. I didn't really realize I was doing that. kind of just thought I was trying to become a snowboard bum. <laughs> but I've started this business. I've had some great uh, local New Hampshire's, uh, you know, shout-outs through uh, local entrepreneur programs such as the Alpha Loft. Um, they've been awesome to, you know, we came in uh, run, runner up um, at a successful uh, entrepreneur program within our first two months of even being open doors. Uh, they've also accepted us into like a mentor program to help us accelerate our business. Um, and those have been really a humbling um, rewards as we've grown the business side of things that, again, I, I never saw myself as a major business person. I really thought of myself as just someone who likes to snowboard and wants to be around the culture and thinks this is the, the trend. And, and, you know, I'm a farmer from New Hampshire. I, I raise, you know, cows and that's, that. I'm just like psyched that this is working and people, you know, the amount of people already who get it, that's, that's really rewarding to me. Yeah, without a doubt. So what would you say has been one of the hardest parts about starting and building Hidden Collective? You know, it's just a grind. I'm sure you know this. Again, I feel like I'm talking to myself here. <laughs> so we have so much similar similarities here with what we're doing. It's it's just a grind. It's just, you know, for every for all seventy brands I've gotten, I've probably had seven hundred turn me down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just you learn every day. Every day you get humbled, and uh, every day you have a smile on your face at one point it's it's a crazy roller coaster uh doing this and uh, i don't know if that answers the question but it's definitely yeah it's a definitely a challenge to just keep trudging uh, because i don't have an immense uh background in marketing or merchandising or uh, tech so i've literally had to learn everything on the job there is not one thing about Hidden Collective that has just exactly been handed to me or been easy outside of talking to the makers, which I just enjoy immensely because I, I love we share the passion for the sports and the craftsmanship. I love that stuff. Um, outside of that, everything has been just learn on the fly and do the best I can. And if I make a mistake, oh, well, do better next time and don't, you know. Don't uh, waste my time worrying about every little mistake I made. Otherwise, I probably would have quit within the first few weeks. <laughs> oh, I couldn't. I couldn't agree more. It's the the emotional roller coaster of starting a business. It's like, it's like a psychological battle. <laughs> it really is. Actually, it's funny because people are starting to send me like things. So my partners have been great about sending me like these like cartoon things that are like. The, the all the peaks of your day like on a graph it's like you wake up stoked next second i'm gonna like you know i don't even want to go outside and then, you know, it's like up and down within you know you if we interview me another 10 minutes i might be in a whole different mood who knows oh i know <laughs> i know it's like you'll you have one conversation with one uh brand to bring them on board and they're like stoked about what you're doing and they're like yes this will be great we're on board and then the next minute you got someone be like no just straight yeah. up no and you're just like well that that doesn't feel so good. <laughs> yeah. Ego check. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, uh, do you ever listen to the startup podcast? I don't know if you're a big uh, podcast listener, but they call it the uh, trough of despair. It's basically just like, you know, the month of, months of your business where you're trying to just build it and build it. And it's just like every day has 
like 50 different highs and lows and you just got to get through it. Yeah. The peaks and valleys, it's worse than mountain climbing. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, without a doubt. So what would you say uh, is one of your biggest fears in regards to Hidden Collective? Wow. That's a good one. Um, I hate to say it because I, I like the idea that people tell you you're a success just by trying, but I would be totally honest. And my biggest fear is failing. Yeah. And it's not, it's not because I, I haven't failed, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I, I've put myself out there. I started something new. It was innovative. It's, but I truly believe Ready Yeti and Hidden Collective are ahead of the curve and ahead of the times. And my biggest fear is not taking advantage of that. That scares me half to death. It's not because, uh, again, I, I, maybe it, that sounds really egotistical, but I know we are doing the right thing for the right people at the right time, but we don't have the big bucks to make it work. And so we are still fighting the backcountries.com and you know all that goes with that, the whiskey militia or whatever it may be. And uh, it just scares me that someone else is going to come in and, and do what we, what we do and quicker because of the money. And I really would hate to see that. And that scares me because the way I want to build out my business and I know the way you guys want to build out your business is true and honest to both our consumers and the folks we work with, the craftsmen and makers. And I, I don't want to see that go away. So that's where the failure really scares me. Yeah, it is. It's you're hearing you say that. I um, I have that thought all the time, <laughs> mm-hmm. all the time. It's a struggle, but you know, it's you just got to remember that, like what we have, and that maybe others don't, is the passion and the excitement behind it, right? Like, like Absolutely. you're gonna you're gonna stay up till three in the morning to figure out a problem, right? Mm. Someone else that may have raised a bunch of capital or had capital might not, you know. So like, while we might not have the money, we we have. We have the um, mental um, wherewithal <laughs> and the passion to uh, make sure that we give it our all. Because, you know, this building a business like ours with, in an industry that it cares so much about, obviously, nature and being outside and all that goes along with it. it um, I, I would be hard-pressed to think that we, um, we don't have an, a leg up as a result of that, especially like hearing you and hearing how passionate you are about it. It's, it's, it's nice. It's reinvi- it's invigorating, you know, it's, oh, thank you. It helps, um, helps me at least realize like, yeah, this is something I, sh- I do give a shit about <laughs> and I'm going to mm-hmm. continue to. Um, yeah. It's just tough because, you know, as much as you're right, we're, we're, the trend is starting to care again about the environment. And I love that. Um, we still face, like I said, corporate dollars that, that don't care necessarily about that. They they say they do, and they'll you know have the marketing money to persuade people that they do. But um, I think sadly, from I guess my experience in the major world, that it is just lip service, and um, it really comes down to margins. Yeah, and that's that's kind of sad to me that a margin is more important than a man or a woman. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's it's funny. It's like the older you get, I feel like when you're a kid, you start out and you're just like, all right, the world's a great place. It's awesome. I love it. And I'm not saying it isn't. You know, it's just the older you get, the more you realize how not together, 
the world has its shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's just yeah. not figured out. <laughs> and there's so many things that operate in a way where you're just like, wait a minute. That's how that works? And nobody has an issue with that? Like, why Why is no one asking questions? <laughs> yep. Yeah, but that's why we're here, man. Exactly. We're changing, it up. we're changing it up, right? We're changing the game. We're changing the game. I mean, it's sad to me. You know, what's not sad to me? I, I don't want to use that term. What's exciting is now we have more options for the food you buy, say the vegetables you purchase, the meat and eggs and cheese you buy. I mean, you go anywhere, you can start to buy local, you can start to support farmers. You go to a bar, you see more taps with local beer on or spirits or wines, you know, and I I don't know about you, but all those people who support that stuff generally, my friends are the same ones being outside. So it's exciting that we are the ones that can offer them that same choice on the retail shelves. And when they take it out to the backcountry, they can wear that on their shoulders and on their sleeves, literally. And it's not just something they have to consume, but they can wear it and it's tangible and it, it's going to speak a message. Yeah. We just got to get them to realize that it's out there. But, uh, you know, we, we're on the forefront. We're pioneers, man. I'm, I'm psyched to walk this path with you, honestly, Josh. Me as well. Transparency is king, and I, I think we're we're on our way for that. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to ask you, um, in the last year, maybe even longer than that, what would you say have been some of the biggest mistakes that you've made in regards to um, starting and now building Hidden Collective? Well, sadly, I've wasted a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just by missteps. I mean, I I think it's just like any entrepreneur. I don't think it's absolutely, you know, I I don't get hung up on it because I'm very passionate about what I do. And and I've always wanted to work for myself. So I realized that I was going to make mistakes. Um, But probably the biggest stuff was just in the very beginning. You know, I I spent a lot of money on merchandise that I ended up just giving away. Um, you know, because no one really wants to buy something from a company they've never heard of. Um, and it was great. And it was great in theory. Um, I had an amazing opportunity to work with artist, um, Marina Homestead and a gentleman you're uh, aware of Jeremy, uh, Homestead and, uh, Tanner from Panda Poles and, uh, Matt of Deviation. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we did an awesome artist series. And unfortunately I think it was the best idea to create this series of, you know, with skis and poles and all under this art direction. I just wish I did it later uh, because we don't, we didn't have the eyeballs and the understanding yet behind our community to sell it. And I guess why I say that I just like, that's kind of a bummer is because luckily all those guys saw the vision, but I wanted to really execute it. I like to execute on everything with the Hidden Collective, not because of me and my ego and because I want this to be the next big thing. I truly execute on this stuff because I realize the faith that these makers have put in me and I want to stand up and be the voice that I think they they want me to be. And I and so stuff like that really bums me out that I, I didn't really execute as well as I could have. But it's all part of the learning process. I mean, I I had to redo my LLC twice. I'm sh- I don't know what your thing was, but it's yeah. stupid stuff like that. But you know, you just don't know until you learn. There's you know, people talk about it, but it's a different story when you're really doing it. And you know, I read the lean startup books and that stuff right before I got started, and it helps. And it's it's a big benefit to educate yourself. But there's just no education like doing it and learning the school of hard knocks 
And um, yeah, definitely learning that as I go. Nothing that is gonna, nothing that's put like you know the the, the stick in my spokes though. You you you, got, you can hear me now, people. I'm not quitting anytime soon. So <laughs> you better get used to me. I'm yeah. <laughs> that's funny. So, what advice would you give to someone that? wanted to start a business in the uh, outdoor industry or even just a, a business in general? I think going back to my team, I really want to emphasize that I have an amazing team and that's probably the best decision I've ever made. Even better than the, the design of hidden collective or whatever faults for those who think that I'm sure the best thing I ever did. And the best thing I could best advice I could give anyone is surround yourself with a good team and put faith in them. Um, cause you're just never going to be able to do it alone. And there's so much value in surrounding yourself with people who challenge you and support you. But I will say challenge you is very important and work off your weaknesses and, and, and accent your strengths. It's just all part of it. You're, I don't believe anyone in this world is can do everything themselves. There's no perfect person out there. So you have to get off your high horse and accept that early on. I think if you really want to see any sort of real movement, um, cause it takes different opinions, it takes different viewpoints, it takes different, um, assets to really grow something. So just don't be afraid to be humble and try to take on support. I mean, you could still, maybe it doesn't mean they have to be full time on your team, but, you really need to be challenged and don't be turned off by everyone who thinks your idea is stupid because that certainly happens. I mean, right off the bat, I probably wouldn't have started Hidden Collective if I listened to everyone who thought it was just out of this world, stupid and crazy. They actually helped me fuel my fire. And then when I found people who said that but challenged it in the right way, I knew that would be a good person. Like I was like, okay, I'm going to spitball more off you because you're challenged me in a right way. You're going to have your haters, of course, but you're also going to have some people who are going to put you on the hot seat and you just got to take advantage of that pressure. I think that's a good thing. Yeah. It's like a marriage having a partnership <laughs> is like a marriage. You're going to fight, you're going to bicker, but at the end of the day, you got to have each other's backs. And As my team will tell you, you got to hug it out. Yeah. They hate me for it, but I make them hug me. <laughs> I'm going to Thanks, good component for hugging. That's yeah, awesome. come on, no, no, no fooling around. Just like when you were a kid and you got to fight with your brother. My parents would always like hug it out. It's like Ugh, I don't want to, but I will. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's great. So we're we we've talked about this a bit offline, and the fact that we're going to be um, partnering a lot together because our businesses have um, so much synergy. But I wanted to ask you, where do you see Hidden Collective going in the next year, five years, ten years down the road? I want Hidden Collective, if I was, this is my dream. If you want to talk about my dream, my dream would be I want Hidden Collective to be just as big as backcountry.com. But I want it to have hundreds of makers in each category so that, again, and I want to get better at storytelling. And I want to get better at transparency for the customer so that people as a maker feel so confident to come on it, it kind of gives them that level of authenticity. When you're on Hidden Collective, you're legit. You're not just some little cruddly maker. You're really legit. You make beautiful skis, and we want the community to see you. Um, and then I also, again, I want the customers to have um, 
just that transparency and that many options. I don't want to limit people. I want people to make decisions off who they want to buy, not just what just happens to be in front of them. And I really want Hidden Collective to be that spot for that. Um, and then as well as I want to keep building these relationships with these makers. I, I love the idea of doing exclusive limited run. I mean, I like to think I'm a unique person and I love the idea of wearing something that other people aren't wearing or buying, you know, a pair of a snowboard or skis that no one's on. And, and I, I love the idea that working with these makers on more of an intimate level would allow us to do that. And across the board, I don't care what you make or I want if it's yoga mats or yoga pants, it's all good. I want to, I want everyone to kind of band together and say their voice and then also have an opportunity to be creative and collaborate with each other. And, and that's something that really gets me excited. And I hope we get to do more of in the future is just work with these makers more intimately, gain, gain friendships and, uh, and open doors for all of us to collaborate and make mistakes together. But that way no one really gets hurt. We can all work together to make it work. And that's what I like is the idea of hidden collective to kind of be the platform for makers, and I should say entrepreneurs, because they're all entrepreneurs too, to uh, feel comfortable enough to throw up an item that maybe it's a success, maybe it's not, but we're going to work together to, to find that out and, and get you beta on it. Yeah, I think that's um, I, it, it's it's a great journey, and I think it, it, having that sort of end goal in mind is very important. And um, we're going to be right there alongside with you, hopefully uh, growing um, with you and seeing what we can do and change in the outdoor industry and really help these, uh, these makers uh, build a presence for them. Uh, with that, uh, I wanted to ask, um, what would you say is your favorite part about having your own business and running Hidden Collective? I think the excitement. I mean, the excitement of, like, no knowing we're onto something and knowing there's so much potential there is just, that's like so exciting to me. Like I love, it wakes me up, you know, excited to find the next brand that I think is just so cool. I, I love connecting with the, the makers and the customers. I love seeing that like passion and the like kind of like light, light bulb goes on, you know, when I see a customer find something or I talk to them and like, oh my God, that's really cool. Where'd you find that? I was like, I know, isn't that awesome? I never knew it was out there. Or talking to a maker and finding out their process of how, you know, how they make this or that. I, I love, I just love the stories behind it. So those personal connections is really what I'm all, really all about in life is people. So it's exciting and, and, and to add that to be on, on the excitement of the forefront of uh, something that is so original, it just really gets me. Yeah, wakes me up every night, honestly. I've never not slept so much in my life uh, <laughs> until I started uh, Hidden Collective. I, I constantly am, uh, you know, uh, woken up at odd hours thinking about stuff and obviously analyzing stuff that I've done right and done wrong and, uh, and everything in between. And, and, I honestly love it. Uh, you know, there's times where I don't always love it, but overall the excitement is just fun. It, it makes you feel alive. And what else could you ask for? If I can't, I can't be snowboarding every day. I'm not going to go pro. So <laughs> yeah. I got to find out a way to, to be around what I love. And this is, this is just as exciting. I find. I couldn't agree more. Well, uh, Ty, I want to thank you for taking the time to, uh, to chat with me and share your story. But, um, for the listener that might want to follow along and 
keep tabs on what you guys are doing over at Hidden Collective? What, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, you can find us on hiddencollective.com, please, and uh, you know, keep up with the, the makers that we're always onboarding. We're usually getting at least a maker a week these days. It's pretty exciting. Um, you can also find us uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and uh, on Instagram, all under Hidden Collective. So please follow us. Your support is huge for our community. Um, and I thank you guys out there listening um, who are supporting and just even following. Um, it it It's not just, I don't thank you just for me, but I thank you on behalf of all the makers I work for. Um, And I also want to thank you, Josh. I really appreciate uh, this opportunity again for you guys letting me be, you know, a featured podcast is, is awesome. And honestly, one of the, you asked me one of the highlights, this is pretty cool. I never expected to be on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) And then I, I genuinely want to thank you as I've gotten to know you a little bit more. And I look forward to, to growing our personal relationship as well as our business relationships, just working together, man. I think it, it goes on hidden collectives, uh, morals even more that, we're growing as a community. We're not here, two businesses fighting together. We're bonding together behind something we love. And I, I hope the listener understands that um, when they hear this podcast and understand our missions that it's pretty awesome. So I'm really excited to work along you and, and hope we can do really well by our maker community. So thank you for the opportunity. Well, thank you. I appreciate being able to work with you as well. And and we're going to do some good things, and I, I'm really excited to see what happens between Ready at the and Hidden Collective. Uh, but yeah, Ty, I want to thank you so much for taking the time. It was really a blast. Thank you. Stay tuned, people. Hey, Ready at the podcast listeners. If you enjoyed today's episode, then I would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Red Yeti Podcast. I'll catch you next week.